Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I think for all of us in the sports community, in the basketball community, still reeling from the tragedy of Sunday, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others perishing on the helicopter crash outside of Los Angeles. And I hate that I'm bringing in one of my favorites on such a sad note, but when it comes to a basketball historian, when it comes to a guy who is connected with so many different great icons throughout the sport, I thought it would be rather appropriate to bring in our good friend, the associate head coach at Pitt, and a guy who knows a thing or two about Coach K, Jim Beheim, and let's just say a little bit of a process of trying to get Kobe Bryant to play in college, our main man, Coach O'Toole. Hey, Coach, I wish you were here on better circumstances, but how you hanging, my friend? JJ, we're hanging in there. How are you, partner? Coach, doing fine, and first things first here, you're a basketball lifer. You love the sport. You bleed the sport. What was your initial reaction? What was the moment that hit you when you found out this Kobe Bryant news? Well, first of all, it was shock. Uh, I was literally, we played Syracuse on Saturday afternoon, and I was recruiting up in the Massachusetts area, and I was on some two-lane road, had no idea where I'm going following my GPS, and my sister sends me this text. And the text had a picture of my mother right before my mother passed away. And it said, you know, Kobe Bryant has died. And I'm looking at this text and I'm like, it was, it was really surreal because it was my mother's picture and it was about Kobe. And, um, you know, again, I'm on this backwoods in between Shrewsbury, Massachusetts and wherever I was going, um, and then, you know, your mind starts racing. And really, the first thoughts I had were for Vanessa and her family. Again, because I'm looking at my mother. And, uh, you know, let, let's try to keep this thing um, in perspective right out of the gate. For the seven other, you know, people that were on the plane, Kobe and his daughter, you know, and all their respective families. I mean, the for Vanessa to lose not only her husband but a child. And I say this because my mom, and again, JJ, this is just what I was thinking. My mom, unfortunately, buried two of her children, uh, two of my brothers, Thomas and Brendan. And the one thing people say is that the worst thing that can happen for a parent is for you to outlive your child. And um, and so while this is all going on, I'm thinking about this, you know these poor families out on the West Coast uh, because they're just their grave lost. And then, you know, I just read this uh, this article on Diane Munson and um you know thurman's wife and how she wanted to hug vanessa and because that's the other thing i thought about you know when you hear when you hear this uh you know 
what are other things that come to mind? Thurman Munson for me was one of those. I was a kid at West Point. Uh, Coach Krzyzewski was at West Point at their basketball camp, and it was a Thursday night when he died um, in a plane crash. Uh, you know, so you're starting to think about the, the family side of this uh, and, and just how much it hurt. And, um, and the one thing that Diane Munson was just talking about was she wished she could hug Vanessa to kind of explain, like, you know, how important the fans will be. You'll, you'll cherish these memories of these, the support. Uh, your kids will help you because you, you're forced to be a mom. And, like, those are real-life issues, right, regardless of everything. This has come front and center. So that right out of the gates, that's what I was thinking. Um, but then moving this thing along, I started thinking back to when I first heard of Kobe Bryant. And, you know, again, this thing and, and part of sport, this is why we love it, it, it brings you back to your childhood, right? And that's another thing I was thinking about, you know, there's a poem by A.E. Houseman, you know, an ode to an athlete dying young. And whenever I hear these things, that's the thing that, that pops up immediately, and when I was at Duke and we were recruiting uh, a guy named Elton Brand and a bunch of other guys, I would call Mr. Lorch, who was the head coach of the, of the Riverside Church, a program I played for. And uh, he said, Timmy, he goes, there's a guy I saw this weekend. He might not be the best player I've ever seen, but he's in the top two. And I'm like, and Mr. Lorch was just renowned. You know, he, he had been around basketball forever. And I'm like, he goes, he does things I've never seen anybody do. And it was about Kobe, and Kobe had to be 16 at Lower Marion. Then, as you mentioned, you know, we were at Duke, and we were recruiting Kobe. And uh, we, knew, we knew back then, especially Tommy Amaker was the point person, but that uh, Kobe was – he wanted to go pro, but if he wasn't, then it was going to be between Carolina and Duke was where he was going to go play. And then, again, you just start, you know, when I was uh, – and now I'm thinking back to, to that when I first you know, we, I'd heard of him and I knew of him and, and we were recruiting him. Then I started thinking about our staff. You know, Tommy Amick, who who's the best, was involved with Joe Bryant and, and trying to recruit him. Quinn Snyder, it, it just so happens that my son Colin was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. And one of the things he did over the summer, uh, you know, when he was in the third grade, he, he, he had a book he had to read. It was part of his summer reading. And I made a deal with my son. I said, listen, if you – don't, if you just listen to your mom and be a good boy, you read this book or any book you want. I, I forget what it was. I will take you to see Kobe in LA. And sure enough, he finished that book that night and didn't give his mom a hard time. And him and I went out a few months later to the Staples Center and watched Kobe. And that was the game that James Harden, that Ron Artest elbowed James Harden. And Kobe had come back and hit a shot, I think, to go into overtime. But Kobe had made these memories for families, right? You see this, this, this outpouring globally, right? All over the world, people are like, you know, the, the impact that he had. And I started thinking, he impacted my family, right? And so Quinn, Quinn Snyder, who's now coaching the Jazz, was coaching uh, Kobe that day with the Lakers. And we went before practice and watched Quinn do his workouts with all these guys and, you know, and then speed up the clock. Coach Krzyzewski, J.J., you know, then had the good fortune of coaching Kobe in the Olympics. And, and I remember, you know, this one night, I believe Duke was playing Gonzaga. It was in December. It was before Christmas. But I was, you know, I was at the game. And one of the thing, coaches' things was prior to coaching the Olympics, he had to kind of, 
you know, there was this thing between college and, and, and pro guys, right? And Mike D'Antoni helped him out a great deal, Coach Jeske, that would be. He's like, you know, Mike, these guys want to be coached. And so, but, but Coach also knew, because this is what makes Coach so successful, Coach Krzyzewski, that'd be, that he had to build relationships. And he did that over, you know, the course of these two years when he was, he was named the USA basketball coach. But here was another opportunity where he was playing in New York. I believe the Lakers were playing in, in, uh, in New Jersey at the time. And Kobe came to the game. And Kobe walked, you know, he's literally sat right in front of me. You know, and you said hello and, we, you know, we had connected. Um, but this was just one of these things where, you know, here, here was Coach K that, that now coached him. And then here was Quinn that was coaching him. Then Tommy had the relationship with him. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was special. But one of the things also that Coach Shevsky mentioned to me and a bunch of other coaches one night was that when you have the, the dream team, right? So even here there, there were lessons being taught and it, and it had to deal with Kobe. He goes, you know, as the coach of the, the Olympics, the, the redeemed team, I guess they call themselves, he said, you had to make a decision who was going to be your go-to guy. Now you're looking at LeBron and you're looking at Carmelo and you're looking at Kobe and you got D. Wade. He goes, you have to make this decision. And then you have to sit down with these guys and explain, this is what I'm doing if we get to that point. And, and, and one of Coach Krzyzewski's, you know, he was explaining that coaches have to make hard decisions. Now, that would be a fun decision, right, because you have a pretty good team. But sure as heck, he had to tell Kobe that, listen, if, if we're going to – if we need a bucket and i got to make a play, I'm going to you. And he had to tell LeBron, hey, you're younger, but this is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And the same with Carmelo. And everybody kind of understood it. But the reality was he did come up on that one play against Spain where he hit that, that corner three when Spain had come back. And it was Kobe that kind of you know, it stole the show again for Coach. And so, you know, again, for the last 25 years or whatever it's been, his name and just how powerful it was in sport, especially our sport. Um, yeah, you, you can remember when you saw him, right? I mean, I, I remember that talking to my son Colin last night because I didn't get back in until about 1230 from Boston. And, uh, and, and thank God Colin picked me up. And, uh, and he had school this morning, so we had to get up, you know, we had a quick turn. But I really, I did want him to be there because, like, so many people are mourning right now, and especially these kids. I, I talked to my sister today, and she's like, you know, my daughter is mourning Kobe more than she it should, that she mourned her grandmother. You know, like, it's because it's, they know this star. And going back to A.E. House to an athlete dying young, even though he's not playing, it's like, this can't happen to this superhero and, uh, and his family. And, uh, Anyway, so when my son came and picked me up, I wanted to know how he was feeling, what his thoughts were. And then I said, you know, we were lucky to see him live. He's like, well, actually, we saw him twice against the Knicks and once against the Nets. And so then I started thinking, like, again, here's, here's Kobe that gave me as a father a present because I was able to take my son out to L.A., but to see him and, and remember the smile on my son's face and all the, the Kobe jerseys he had. You know, like, these were real moments that, that – that people had a hero to look up to. And I think that's what's so crushing about this. And that was the same with me when, when Dermot Munson died. Like, you know, it was, God, he was catching for the Yankees. He was everything you, you, you dreamed of. He was tough. He, he, he was such a, and then the, the outpouring of emotion the next night with Bobby Mercer, they, you know, uh, hit the walk off in the ninth and people crying and this, the, just how, how powerful these, these people were in our lives. And then, you know, how quickly things can change on a dime and uh, how we need to appreciate what we have. We need to be thankful. And um, because again, when, when the good Lord calls your ticket, there's nothing you can do. And um, 
Yeah, it's just it's powerfully sad. Powerfully sad. Coach, that's very well said. And you hit on a great point there at the end because it all hit home for me watching the scenes of Kobe Bryant teaching his daughter the game of basketball. And I'll be honest with you, Coach, I didn't know that was a great passion of his until, you know, the last 24 to 48 hours or so. You saw him at the net game a few weeks back. Didn't know he was on camera. His daughter taking up, you know, the Mamba mentality, wanting to take out the family business, even though she was a girl. Like, I loved hearing that. He was asked about that on Jimmy Kimmel. He's like, heck, I don't need a son. I got my daughter who's going to take on this legacy. And, you know, the big takeaway for me, Coach, and you do what you love to do. I'm lucky enough to do what I love to do. And we have people in our life that we care about but appreciate each moment, right? Appreciate each game, each show, each moment you have with a loved one and never take each day for granted. I mean, that to me is the big takeaway and it's easier said than done. And I know it's very cliche, but really, I mean, that hits home after a tragedy like this. No, no question about it. And and one thing again, Kobe, when you think about it, you, look, you, you know, you're hearing all these different statistics, right? The 81, the 60 in his last game, uh, you know, you, for us, you know, I'm a big Phil Jackson fan. And so, you know, I would read up on him, and especially the triangle. And, and, you know, how do you get MJ and Pippen and these guys work together? How do you get Shaq and Kobe and Kobe and Gasol? And, you know, all these things. Um, but just how, again, it, it, how powerful Kobe was, right? How hard he worked. I and mean, this is legendary. Like, we, you know, we always talk to kids when we're recruiting about the work ethic. This was a good story, too, JJ. When I worked for Johnny Dawkins at Stanford, um, and Johnny was an assistant like Coach Capel was with, with the USA, the Olympic team, you know, Kobe, and, and I asked Johnny, I'm like, hey, man, you got to tell us to all our recruits. Um, because he would tell this story about, you know, Kobe grabbing Johnny um, to do workouts with him with, with the Olympic team. So traditionally, Johnny would set up the gyms and they had their personal trainers. Cool. If not, you know, he would go and work them out. And um, so sure enough, uh, it was an eight o'clock. Kobe's like, hey, let's get to the gym at eight. And then Johnny had a meeting at 10 with Kay and, and Coach Beheim and I'm sure Coach D'Antoni and, and uh, the rest of the staff. And, um, Anyway, to make a long story short, they're going through the workout. Johnny's all right now. It's nine, and now it's nine fifteen. It's nine thirty. Kobe's not stopping. It's nine forty-five. He's got a meeting at ten. Kobe's, you know, wants to keep going. Kobe wants to keep going. Next turn thirty. Next thing it's eleven o'clock, and now Johnny's trying to justify. All right, Kay's going to be kind of cool because I'm with Kobe. It's not like I'm just blowing this thing off because I'm sleeping. And then it got to the point where it's like eleven forty-five, and Johnny says, "And this has never happened before." He goes, "My hands were so tired from passing." And that was the thing. And that was four hours later. And then eventually, I don't know how the, I forget how that workout ended, but I, you know, I shared this with my son last night. I told my wife, it's like, when was the last time your, your, your hands have been tired. And, but when you're firing bullets for four hours, you know, and because again, you have to throw that thing at the pace by which he's going to receive it by an NBA guy. Um, and to hear Johnny, who's a workaholic, it, 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 it just goes to show you the, the, the mama's mentality you know, he was going to work himself. He was going to work so hard to black out. I mean, there's not a lot of human beings that, that do stuff like that. And you know, you're talking about he saw that same fire in his daughter. And that was the thing. He had that fire in his eyes and, and his spirit. And that was the thing that, you know, again, you listen to Mike D'Antoni and you listen to um, even Jerry West. I mean, like 
oh my god, you know, I'm listening to Rob Thorne today, and he's talking about Jerry West, and when Jerry West worked him out, he's like, I gotta get this. It's the best workout I've ever had. Now, again, Jerry West, I asked my son, you know, you know who Jerry West is? He's like, yeah, he's the logo for the NBA. I'm like, that's it? You know, like, Jerry West was arguably as great as any human being ever played this game, and he's like, I've gotta get Kobe. And so you think about Jerry West in some gym, you know, before Charlotte drafted him, and he's working him out, and he's like, this is Jerry West. It was an Olympian. He was, you know, MVP, you know, crazy stuff. And he's like, Kobe's the best I've ever I've ever worked out. And uh, th- th- I don't know if he gets as any high praise, and that was why he went and traded Vladi Divac and got him. And, you know, the rest is history. And, and obviously Jerry's known for being one of the greatest talent scouts. Um, but, again, you just hear these stories from these other legendary monsters. and. Uh, just how special this guy was, especially, again, he's coming out of Lower Marion. I mean, I just remember Chris Collins talking about when we were recruiting him, and Chris Collins is the coach of Northwestern. Well, Chris Collins and Kobe Kobe Bryant were ball boys for the Philadelphia 76ers because Chris's dad was Doug, and Kobe's dad was Jelly Bean. And, you know, here are these two like 12, 14-year-olds sitting there being ball boys, and one ended up being one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA, and the other was a great, great player at Duke, is now a, a tremendous coach at Northwestern. Um, but it's just in, the, in this in this basketball world, you're hearing all these stories, but they come back to just how powerful his presence has always been, his work ethic, his drive, um, you know, his desire to be, be like Mike, and you know, again, he's been the closest, right? Mike's got six; he's got five rings. Um, yeah, just and and even, I mean, JJ, even for LeBron to pass him the night before. I mean, how like, sick is that, Coach? My goodness, <laughs> he tweets out Saturday night, "Congrats to King James. He's doing it in Kobe's hometown of Philadelphia. All class across the board." And then twenty-four hours later to deal with this tragedy. I want to hit on something you just said, because I think I'm in agreement with you a thousand percent from a mentality standpoint, from a killer instinct standpoint, is Kobe the closest thing we've seen to Michael Jordan? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, again, Kevin Eastman, one of the assistants that used to be with the Celtics came and spoke to our team earlier on. And, and I remember when I was at Cal, he spoke to us, but he would say like, Kobe's a different guy. He goes, he works to black out. Like, like literally, like, you work so hard. And I forget, he'd be in the mornings, afternoons, evenings, um, as relentless as relentless gets. And, you know, even his, his teammates, like, and LeBron is like that now. Right? And Michael had it because they're so competitive. They're so driven. But, like, they don't understand why you can't get 81. I mean, that's what Rob Dorn was saying. It's like, this is in an NBA game against the best. Like, Chamberlain had 100. Then it's Kobe. Like, there's not a lot of other human beings can, that can do that against the very best of the best. And, um, you know, it's like probably like any other, like, you know, any other, anybody else that's great, they put so much time into this thing that they're driven to a level that most people, you know, you just can't get to. Um, but when you think about Michael, and that was the thing, how competitive he was. I think Kobe, I, I think LeBron is right behind him. But but Kobe, you know, I, I think Kobe, he's the most underrated of these guys. It's almost like people forget about him, but it's like, it's insane. It, it really is because how, how good he was, how tough he was, 
you know, playing with broken this, broken that. It's Achilles. He comes backwards. Like, no, like he, uh, he was a Navy SEAL. He was a Navy SEAL hooper. We have the great Coach O'Toole, the associate head coach at Pitt. He joins us here to discuss the legacy and the passing of the great Kobe Bryant. And, Coach, now your boys, who are going to be taking on Duke, you're going to be getting rekindled with the great Mike Krzyzewski, who you know very, very well, who has these ties to Kobe Bryant. I'm sure it's going to be an emotional scene at Cameron Indoor Stadium as you guys get ready to play a basketball game. How tough has it been trying to get your team, your kids, your players ready to go. We know they have a job to do. We know they're playing for a big-time ACC program, but I'm sure everybody's going to be playing this game later on tonight with heavy hearts. JJ, it's hard for me. I'm glad you just brought that up because it's hard to put into words, you know, the impact that the nation is having, right? And so I got, again, a text from my sister this morning, and uh, you know, she's talking about her her daughter, but then it's like these kids all over and, and social media, right? And so we have a practice, right? And and we all feel like you know, like I remember when I was in Syracuse, uh, it must have been the '92, whenever Magic announced he had AIDS, and that when that thing, when you heard that, like you knew exactly where you were. I was in the basketball office in Syracuse. I want to say it was the 92-93 season. Um, and it was probably, it, it was like in November, it was early. Because I remember we were all just stunned, like shocked. Like you didn't know what was going on. And that was the same thing that happened yesterday. I mean, I'm, I hear this on the, my sister sends me a tweet or, or a text. I go to a gym and, you know, I'm at a high school event. And, um, and it's like, it, everyone's like in disbelief. Like you're watching the game. And, and, and so here we are the same thing. For our guys tomorrow, when they when they suit up, it's almost like everyone you're going to be. I'm sure there'll be a moment of silence. You know, it's just is. I would think, um, and you're seeing in the NBA with the 24 seconds at the eight. I mean, it, it's just it's overpowering, and everyone, and I mean everyone, is impacted by it. And uh, you know, and, and obviously we're going to be in Durham, and obviously Cape played here and coached here, and I was fortunate to to work for Coach K and. But but they, and I heard what Coach K said, and I read you know his and, and his tweet was so poignant because he really captures the depth of the relationship and, and and Vanessa and the family and the children and just you know just the, the sorrow and uh, but he also said you know Kobe was like it was part of their family you know and how how great Kobe was to his daughters and you know like and that was it like when when Coach pulls you in. And it goes for LeBron and, and D. Wade and all those other guys that he coached with USA Basketball. You become part of his family. And um, and it's, you know, forever. And so, you know, because of his passion and love, and I'm talking about Coach K now, for the game of basketball, the sport, treating it the right way, how great it's been to all of us, how great it's going to be to future generations of more players and coaches and fans. I mean, He's got such a profound respect. And one of the, you know, the pillars of the icons was tragically, you know, taken. And, and, and so to, it'll be interesting to see the coach tomorrow um, because he does wear that. It's been a powerful loss for him and for, the, for everyone and obviously the Bryant family. Um, but I do know he will handle this 
in such a way, uh, JJ, they will be really, really class. And and I say this because you know one of the things in working for Coach, you know, was that West Point was a big influence on him and duty on our country. Right? These were things that he was raised on. His upbringing in Chicago, that you handled things properly. He says this all the time, JJ. You know, champions learn to finish things properly. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're at West Point or you're a soldier there or a leader, unfortunately, in their profession, they deal with life and death. And, um, and you know, they're, how solid that is. And, you know, and so, again, I don't know what is on, you know, what he has planned, but I, I heard it in his voice. I know how he feels about him. And, um, yeah, to, to to honor Kobe and Vanessa and the rest of the Bryant family, I have a strange feeling he's going to do something that's profound, that's heartfelt. And, again, there's nothing you can say or do that, that, that's going to ease any of the pain and suffering. But the profound respect that he has for Kobe and the sport and all the people that participate in it and future generations, yeah, he'll, he'll figure something out to tie that to tie it all together. Coach, on a much lighter note, because much like Kobe Bryant and Coach K, basketball is your life. It's your second year now being a part of the Pitt program. How's it been? How's the year been as a whole? How are you boys looking? Uh, what's the uh, take of the temperature, I guess you could say, the Pitt Panthers this point of year? Well, you know what? I am totally the wrong person to talk to right now, JJ, because the bottom line is this. We lost to Syracuse at the Dome on Saturday. And anytime you lose, it, it's it's horrific. And, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of things. So there's no – it's a hard thing to, to gauge. We're four and five in the league. Um you know, we're, we're, we're hanging in there. We've had some good wins throughout the season, but we've also had some tough losses. Uh, we, we believe that in this league that we can beat anybody on a given night, but we can also lose to anybody on a given night. And that's probably because we're young and we have some immaturity. Um, but that being said, we do feel like, you know, we have a chance night in and night out because we are tougher and we do play hard and, we do have some pieces, and, uh, you know, we just can't afford to make a lot of mistakes. So going into Cameron, especially in Cameron, you know, this is not an easy venue to play in at all. And uh, when you bring in a young team, this is – we've only got one guy on our team that's been here for a game that's a player. You know, this is, you know, Tabula Rasa. This is your blank slate. And, you know, I told Kate today after our practice, I'm like, man, this, you know, our guys don't understand. This is like going to the Roman Coliseum and we're Christians and we're in chains. Like, this is not like you better be ready to rock and roll from this, from the get go here. Or it's, I mean, it's just a brutally hard place to play. Um, that being said, you know, we do like our team. We, we do have fight. We do have spunk. We just, you can't afford to make mistakes against good teams. And when you do that, you get beat at our level. Coach, before we let you go, I got to give you all the credit in the world because me and our good buddy Alex in Newark were down in the dumps over Alma Mater, Syracuse. And listen, we don't poke fun. We know it's your livelihood. But Saturday, and not just Saturday, the last three weeks, I've seen a completely different Syracuse team than the one I saw in the non-conference. And you were the guy telling me, they'll be fine. 
They will have them ready to go. They're going to be where they need to be. So, you know what? Lesson is learned, Coach. When in doubt, I trust my basketball connoisseur to get my spirits a little bit better when it comes to my alma mater. Because all of a sudden, Buddy Beheim, my goodness, Coach, he looks like a man possessed recently. JJ, I'm laughing. I had the same conversation with, with Matt Parks up there doing the radio before the game. And they're talking about the team. I'm like, you know what? I've seen this since 1991 when I worked for Coach Bay the first time. And, I, and when I played against him, all he does is he wins his 20 games every year. And all he does, and, and even in this league, he's, you know, we, when we were playing and he was 5-3, and three, I said, he's going to be 10-10, uh, 12-8. Like, this is what he does. He, th- there's a reason why he's won a million games and against really top-flight coaches, and he's still standing, him and Coach K. They know what they're doing. They, they, they read mismatches. They know the pulse of the team. They know how to pull teams together. And it's, uh, it, he's a master, and it's a work of art. And I know, you know sometimes it doesn't happen early, and, he's, and I'm telling you, he's going to say the same thing come toward the end of the year. He's going to be like, you know what? It's really about developing your team as team where you were at the end. It's da-da-da-da-da. But he's got those guys playing really well. And that's uh, more why I'm upset is we get stuck 30 to 10 out of the gate. We close that thing to three three point game within two minutes, and you just know you can't bury a deficit like that against a good team on their home court and expect to win. And so, uh, unfortunately, we struggle. But Coach Bay, six and three. I don't know who they've got. I don't know who they've got next. Clemson and Duke, um, Coach. So I'll be watching. I'll be taking notes on that Duke game. So I hope you guys go to work on them, and that way Syracuse is ready for them on Saturday. Well, they'll be ready. I promise you. There's one thing about the Bay; he'll be he'll be ready. But it's uh no, but it, but it's it's all it's this league, and it's like you know you can't get too far ahead of your skis, and you can't get too beat up over a loss because hey, you know you want to feel bad about Syracuse? Well, I got bad news for you. Now you're a Duke, and so and they don't feel bad for anybody, and so you've got to be able to put you know like a, like like Mariano Rivera, you better be able to put that thing in the rear view and face that next batter and try to knock him out because um, that's the reality. So. The Cuse is playing well. We got the Devils, and we need to play well tomorrow night. Coach, I appreciate the perspective. Unbelievable insight on the great Kobe Bryant. Best of luck later on tonight. We're praying for you guys. Thoughts and prayers to the Bryant family, of course. And hopefully the next time we're having a conversation, it's on a much lighter note, my friend. JJ, you're the greatest. Have a great show, pal. I try. There you have it. The great Coach O'Toole, the associate head coach of Pitt. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.